Welcome to the Moto Ride-In Podcast. This podcast is brought to you by, well, no one, because this is a first episode, a beta. This is just kind of something that I'm doing with my friend. This is Brian Burnett, uh, doing with my friend Nord Vogel, and we, uh, we're just really passionate about motorcycles, and I kind of wanted to do like a little podcast project. Uh, this is a beta. I mean, I guess you could say it's a, episode one, but uh, in general, it's just really... Us talking, uh, the conversation starts off with us talking about uh, Nord's CB1000 being listed on Craigslist and kind of the experience that we had to go through, uh, both of us, when selling our motorcycles on Craigslist. Uh, Otherwise, in this episode, we talk about cops, lane splitting, uh, (laughs) robot emails that we've gotten over Craigslist, uh, buying and selling. What else? Oh, yeah, some some tires and stuff so we kind of just go all over the place this is just a just a little taste of what's to come and hopefully we get better at it um hopefully there's people out there who are motorcycle riders who enjoy it and um yeah give it a shot here we go yes 1994 honda cb1000 for $1200 which i'm guessing People are probably saying like, oh, "I'll give you 600." Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I had it listed for 15. Somebody offered me a thousand, and I should have should have taken that. Uh, I mean, I paid too much for the bike when I bought it. How much did you Super pay? Paid 17 or 15, and then I've put another. I mean, just basic upkeep. I never got that. Um, the cluster housing instrument cluster housing fixed because I don't care. It, everything works. You know, it looks ugly, but I that's what I liked about it. Like I've always liked that that body style because it's. I mean, it's, I guess you call it retro now, but it has like that squared off tail light in the back, and then the fact that it was kind of beat up made it more appealing because it's like ah, oh, it's like fucking Mad Max bike. Yeah. When's the new one coming out? Uh, the new, I don't think, like, middle of next year, which I'm really happy that the new one uh, looks more like the old one. Like, with the yeah. red headlight and stuff. Not that, uh, I think, what did people call it? Like, the gas mask on the uh, earlier one? Looking at that one now. Gas mask is just like... Ugh. Well, like, what? if you hold your bike side by side with that bike it looks like the natural progression you right know? yeah the, mm-hmm. it's like okay it's it's a standard it's got a round headlight in the front i mean i guess your bike is isn't a single-sided swing arm but definitely not but like the way the motor hangs out like that looks identical it just looks beefy yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like I like the idea of it just being a giant motor strapped to two wheels. <laughs> it's funny. The motor on the 94 CB1000 looks bigger than on my FZ1. And they're both 998. You know? Yeah. So, so I don't know why it looks bigger. But I guess just the, like, casting is thicker or, or whatever. But uh, Yeah, I think also, like, the FZ looks more slender 
Yeah, I think, and I think that has to do with like the way the frame kind of goes underneath and around the motor. I don't know. I'd have to look at another picture of your FZ next to it. But the FZ definitely looks taller than the CV. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, it's. I think it's the same height though. Two thousand two FZ one. Um, the only thing I. Don't I don't like the Honda's nomenclature for it. The they no, they call it, really confused. Yeah, it's like the Neo Cafe CV one thousand racer, blah blah blah. It's just like just call it the CV one thousand. Yeah, I wonder if they're gonna actually call it that. I don't know. I'm gonna go on Honda's website. Did you? Not before I do. Did you find that email though? Yeah, I found it. I actually had typed out a reply and then never sent it. <laughs> Let's see. So it's going to be under sport, probably. It's not there yet. Uh, they still have the old one. Okay. It's a shame. I, I liked the old one. I think it probably would have done better if they hadn't like tried to make it I don't know, look like an anteater or something. Uh-huh. Because what is it? Yeah, like the CB500, I think those look pretty good. The CB300, those look good. I was never really a fan of that exhaust on there, but that's like the first thing everybody gets rid of. Yeah. And I rode uh, my buddy's uh, 300, CB300. Mm-hmm. It's gutless. <laughs> it's just like maybe I have a um, false memory about the Ninja Two Fifty, mm. but it felt like that thing really started to pull. But no, that, that couldn't be true. <laughs> uh, God, you know, it has been a while since I've ridden Ninja Two Fifty, but I rode uh, Eric's Three Ninety Duke. So, you know, what's that? Like another 100, uh, 130, 140 cc's. And it definitely takes off quick. And I think it helps being a single uh, cylinder that makes like a lot of torque in first and second gear. But then after you get to about 45, it starts to really like peter off and you're just like wide open throttle and it doesn't seem like it's going anywhere. Mm -hmm. But I think that... The Ninja 250, like the one I had, uh, the 2003, with that parallel twin, I don't know. I think it just like revved higher. It revs to like 13 or 14. And it just, yeah. And it made so much noise. Maybe it felt like you were going faster, but. Did make a lot of noise. It was stupid. It was stupid. But that was the muzzy exhaust that came with it. I could, I could hear that bike a mile away. <laughs> Not even exaggerating. (laughs) That bike was so great, though. I love, I miss that Ninja 250. Mm -hmm. It was so beat to shit, and it still was like, still going. I'm sure that thing's still out there somewhere. Yeah, if it hasn't been crashed, then it's absolutely still going. Do you watch the uh, regular, you watch the regular guy at car reviews and Mm -hmm. stuff? He just did the Ninja 250. Oh really? Yeah. And you know, he does some other motorcycles and stuff, but and you can tell that like he really likes bikes and uh he did a great job on the Ninja two fifty and just like why it's an appealing bike 
And he does a good job of like explaining, this is why a Ninja 250 should be your first bike because you're going to right. drop it. And the Ninja 250 yeah. is going to teach you things that you will never learn on a big bike until you crash it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I um, couldn't agree more. I mean, <laughs> I got lucky and then I started with a slow and heavy 600. But any modern 600 is just, it's too much bike. Uh, that's that's definitely a podcast in itself that we could do. Um, talk at length, you know, the pros and cons of starting. On a 600? Yeah, or, and... and just fall back to the point that you shouldn't. Well, you know. and it's like, I think you're right. I So I started on the 250, and that, and I had like a little bit of dirt bike experience in my background. But, you know, the, the street is so much different than riding a dirt bike. There's so much more you have to like focus on. But then, you, yeah, you started on that Radian, which was a 600, yep. but that thing was fat. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, let me look up the wet weight here like if it, it was, made over 60 horsepower i'd be kind of impressed like maybe it did it was, but it probably uh, weighed like well, 600 pounds i'm sure it did when it was new but you know when i had it i'd already had 34,000 very hard miles on it like so uh, wikipedia says uh it claimed 66 horsepower yeah or near about you know um I remember I had it running good once, and it really would haul. You're talking. You could power wheelie. You're that. talking about when your exhaust fell off, right? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, then whew, just came. It came alive. <laughs> weight reduction mod. Yeah, we... But yeah, it was 440 pounds wet. What? That's not bad. That's not bad. It's not good. Yeah, uh, because that's about my bike. Therefore, I wet. But my bike makes like 90. Right. Huh. Yeah, that was a great bike for you to start on, though. Like, comfortable. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was like riding on a sofa. The only problem is um, it never got any love in its life, and uh, I was too broke to <laughs> fix anything. So yeah, yeah. It had just, like, rust permanently coming apart inside the gas tank, mm. which would, of course, get into the carburetors. And I remember we were out riding a one by the dam, uh, what's that? It's oh, uh, Nicasio? Yeah, Nicasio. And it's just, it, it clogged up there and all the way back home. It was like chug a lugging. <laughs> so fucking miserable. Oh. That's where I got my first speeding ticket, too, was out there. Yeah. <laughs> That's a story for another podcast. Well, I, I still tell that story to people. <laughs> I was really hoping <laughs> to get out of that one. I know, because we both got pulled over. <sighs> Did, you didn't get a ticket, though, right? Yeah. Nope. Okay. Because I, I swear he just looked at my bike, which was, like, rusty. It was like probably, like, smoking and dripping when I pulled over. Oh, that's right. Your bike would smell. I forgot about that. And he's just like, ah, no way. This guy couldn't have been going that fast. <laughs> then he moves on to you, and your bike is electric green. It's, like, still making noise somehow bah, 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 bah. yeah it turned off it was loud yeah it's like echoing <laughs> through the valley oh uh, god and i 
You never stood a chance. <laughs> well, you know, I don't think he clocked us at all. I think no, no. I think he just saw could... that we had our heads down and wide open throttle, and he could hear my bike, not necessarily like see yeah. how fast it was going. But I remember looking him dead in the eyes. He's like, "I'm like, officer, I, I couldn't have been doing like more than sixty. <laughs> And he's like, all right, you're doing 60 and a 50. That's what your ticket's going to be. But then he he, was, he said he clocked me doing like 80 or 85 or something, which could have been true. But I was like, oh, I didn't even think my bike was fast enough to do that. You found a way. You found a way. <laughs> that guy was definitely not a motorcycle rider. Because I've been pulled over by a motorcycle rider doing way worse. I got pulled over doing like 85 in a 35 and yeah, hearts pumping, pull over, get, he's, you know, a a CHP bike cop. He comes around behind me, looks at me and looks at my bike. He's like, what year is this? It's like a 2002. (laughs) He's like, oh, all right. All right. Uh, so I clocked you doing 85. I'm like, ah, he's like, yeah. He's like, and this is a 35. Like, ah, and you know, my head's hanging. He's looking at me, and I, and then I, he's like, "Well, you know, it's 35 here, but that's fucking dumb. So I'm just gonna say, fit you're doing 65 and a 55. There's no driveways through here. It's perfect pavement. You know, I, and he could tell like I was on my way to go like hit the twisties and stuff. He's like, "Just be yeah. careful. Here, I have to write you a ticket, but be careful." I was like, "Oh, thank you." <laughs> yeah, because otherwise, uh, what is that? Feud? I, I, it's the thing. I don't even know, um, you know, punishments for speeding. <laughs> but I think if it, if you do double over the speed limit, it's bad. I right? think it's <laughs> like you get your license taken and your bike impounded or something. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's not good. It's not good. So he took mercy. You're walking home. <laughs> yeah. Well, so the other three, <laughs> the third time I got pulled over, but the second time. Uh, for when I was on my Ninja 250 was when I rolled up to the intersection by my house uh, and I had split lanes to get to the front. And on the Ninja 250, you got to roll on it. You got to like rev it to eight, slip the clutch, and then that thing was so stupid loud. Probably sound... I probably did 45 in a... Or maybe I hit like 50 in in like a 30 or something. And I like get to the left-hand turn to go home, and a motorcycle cop rolls up next to me, and he's like, he said something like, "You need to slow down. You took off way too quick from that that um, that intersection mm-hmm. back there." And I was like, "Oh, oh, fuck! Like, uh, uh, sorry, officer. You know, like it, it's a Ninja 250, so I, I, you really <laughs> got to get on it to go." <laughs> and, Things you don't want to say. And he's like, uh, he's uh, on his giant, you know, Harley CHP cruiser. And he's like, you know how it is, right? Riding a smaller bike. And he just like looks down at the Ninja 250. He's like, no, I only ride big bikes. No. I was like, thanks, I guess. They're not giving me a ticket, but kind of a dick. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, I have, you don't get pulled over, or at least you don't tell me very often. Nope, I haven't been pulled over, uh, since, since that one time. Man. And that's because I always do the speed limit. You are so <laughs> full of shit. <laughs> it's just, uh, really, really good luck, I guess. Um. 
Well, I'd say what? 90% of your riding is commuting, right? Yeah. So I, you know, the highway, I've seen other bikes get pulled over on my commute uh, route. So I don't know what they're doing, you know, but I'm not doing that. I don't know. I feel like if you're commuting like that, the way you get pulled over is if you're being really obnoxious, you know, like filtering through cars, flipping side to side through the lanes and stuff like that's when you get attention. Like if you're just cruising a little bit faster than the rest of the traffic and you're on like the far left lane, I don't, I don't know. I don't think you get too much shit. Yeah, I just don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, definitely gone above the speed limit. You know, you you have to at some points. But but you also you look like a commuter. You've got like mm -hmm. the the yellow helmet. You know, your bike's upright and silver. It's not like red. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Because usually when I go out to ride, it's like, oh, I'm doing this for fun, and I'm going out on some back roads, and there's, <laughs> you know, after a few years, you learn where a lot of the speed traps are, and you know not to, like, fuck around when you're going by a school, which should just be, like, Definitely. general knowledge, but if you're anywhere near a school on one of your rides, it's like, uh, I'm going to slow down to 25, even if I know there isn't anybody in that building right now. Yeah, that's good practice. Uh, I've s I'm trying to think of the last time I even saw a cop. I, I mean, I see uh, cruisers, and they have the um, Explore Ford Explorer cruisers, and then the normal cruisers, and I just drop my lane splitting speed. I mean, I don't lane split any faster than forty. That's like peak speed, and then I average probably 25 to 30 because uh, you just you can't stop fast enough to warrant the risk. Oh, yeah, totally. Even with awesome FZ1 brakes, <sighs> like you just you just cannot. I've tried it. <laughs> Those brakes are so nice, too, with the steel braided lines. Mm-hmm. Especially, you know, if I'm riding in the rain, then they drop another 10 miles an hour. Yeah. But yeah, I've never had a cop follow me recently. And of course, now that we're talking about it, <laughs> tomorrow I'll get a ticket. <laughs> you definitely have jinxed yourself. You're fucked. Yeah. Uh, I think we got... We were we got way off topic, but we were talking about the you selling your CB one thousand, and you never read that email again though that you got. Oh god! Yeah, I gotta pull it up again. Uh, I, so anyway, yeah, I thought I'm, I'm just gonna blanket response respond to everybody, and I guess it's a pretty good response because everybody always says. Uh, they asked some more questions about it. I don't have time for that. Like, if you want to see the bike, let's get down to business. Otherwise, Ain't nobody got time for that. Yeah. You know, come on. But you're going to see the bike or you're not. Uh, so he didn't respond or it didn't respond at all to my question, which was what day slash time would you like to see the bike? Uh, should I read again uh, 
what it responded to that? Uh, yes, yes, you should. Okay, so I say, uh, what day slash time would you like to see the bike? That says, thanks for being honest. I'm buying this as a gift for someone very dear to me, and I want to keep it as a surprise till the delivery day. I'm currently working at a rural area with Turner Construction, which makes it very hard for me to make phone calls due to bad network reception here, so please get back to me with more picks. I have a hauler who will come for the pickup, and also I will be making the payment via PayPal, as that is the only payment option I can access from here. Like, <laughs> do, do you have a PayPal? So didn't, you know, didn't answer my question. I didn't answer his first question. And then I, so after that, I said, are you a robot? And then finally, <laughs> the last piece of correspondence from this wall-drawn Anita is, what a fuck are you talking about? <laughs> what? what a fuck? Wait, are you he said about? that or you said that? He he it said that whatever it is it said what a fuck are you talking <laughs> about? <laughs> and I contemplated like, can I take this further? Like, oh, I'm sorry, I thought you were just a, a bot. Let's you know to try and have some fun, but uh, just send back like beep boop boop boop. <laughs> Oh my god, that's insane. Uh, but like as soon as you hear a response like that first sentence uh, and you're selling a bike on Craigslist, it's like all these little uh red lights go off in my head. Like scam. Scam. Oh yeah, it's just totally scam intuition. Like I'm going to send someone to come get it and I'm going to use an online payment method. Like the only way it would be even more just full-blown scam is like, "Oh, and by the way, I, I can only use Western Union. I'm going to wire transfer oh, yeah. this money to you." Absolutely. <laughs> because no no real person would ever do something that way, you know. No, not at all. Uh it doesn't make any sense. It's too good to be true. So it is. Too yeah. Good. Well, it's like you either get that where it's a robot. And <laughs> oh, this is a this is the best oh. one. So <laughs> I think this was the second time I listed it. And I didn't even respond to this because, again, it was like at the time I was getting actually a lot of responses. So. The subject to this piece of correspondence is great family of five. <laughs> um, your Honda is very nice. Please let us know if you cannot sell it and would possibly think about donating it to a good home. My husband's daily driver died and we are unfortunately strapped for cash at this time. And he needs an inexpensive way to get to work and back. We can come get it anytime you are available and would be eternally grateful. We will promise to give your motorcycle a lot of love, cherish, and take care of it. If you are looking for money, we understand that too. Hope we didn't offend you, and we hope to hear from you soon. Aww, can't you just see a family of five like, riding around on it? <laughs> I saw that in Mexico, but I cannot see that here in the Bay Area. Because that is not legal. No, no they get killed so fast. <laughs> Also, if you cannot afford to maintain a car, you cannot afford to maintain no, a bike. No, absolutely not. <laughs> I would argue that it's so, more expensive. 
yeah, it's just. But that was great. It was like definitely a first. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. So, did you respond to that? No, I didn't. I didn't have the heart because it. It, it seems like it was like real. You're gonna break those kids' hearts, Daddy. Did that Craigslist yeah. bike guy ever respond? <laughs> did he donate his bike? No, son. Your dad has to borrow your bicycle again. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have to stay home. From uh, but yeah, like selling, uh, selling stuff on Craigslist is such a pain. Anyway, but you get like one or two, uh, like types of responses, and it's like either just straight up low ball. Like I'm not even going to look at what you wrote down. I'm just going to slice right. whatever price you put on there in half, in half. and see if you respond. And mm-hmm. then the other. It's, other one you get is like the scams where it's like, yeah, uh, I can't actually come look at the bike, but I'm going to send a friend to come take it away and I'll wire you some money. Yeah, it doesn't even make sense. I uh, got a lot of the, the, the low ball offers. Uh, this was a good one from uh, Mark Woodleaf. <laughs> okay. And it says, so his first email is a uh, thousand so at this point, I want um, I'm listing it for seventeen hundred because I know I'm going to get low ball mm-hmm. down. So he says thousand um, bucks. Is it registered? That's his entire email. <laughs> and in my listing, I say it's registered. You know, it's everything is there in the listing. I said registration is up to date and in my name. When would you like to see it? Guess what he says. Uh, is it registered? <laughs> Asks again. I need to sell my dirt bike. <laughs> uh, like, what are we well, doing here? Are we, am I making a new pen pal? <laughs> like, oh, cool. Like, let me know when you sell your dirt yeah, bike. Yeah, hit or... me up. You know what? Actually, sell me your dirt bike so then I can sell you this motorcycle. Yeah. Maybe he'll want to trade. Uh, it's, just, it's just so. Well. So, I don't know, my Ninja 250 selling story, which I still regret, uh, like, I got a lot of people like that. I think I listed it for, well, I bought it for $600, but it was kind of in, which was a steal, but it was, like, sitting for a long time, and I had to do some stuff, which was not a big deal. But I think I sold it eventually for 1200 and listed it for, like, 13 or 14 But uh, Billy, like, I still remember this kid, because I fucked hate him now (laughs) billy and his dad messaged me along with like a bunch of other weird emails like the ones you got but like billy i think i he asked me initially like would i take 1200 and at that point i was getting kind of desperate it was december which is like the worst time to try and sell a motorcycle yeah because the weather's (laughs) terrible and so i was like yeah fine like is this your first bike? Like, are you going to be able to come and get it? He's like, well, my dad's going to come with me and we're going to come from Sacramento. We're going to take, bring a trailer to come see it. Like, fine. Like, that's great. Like I'll have it ready uh, for you to come take a look. And then like a couple days go by and he sends me another message. And he's like, I don't have a helmet. Do you have a helmet? Ugh. And at the, that point I'm like, you know what? I'm selling the bike. This helmet that I had was a piece of shit. It was like the HJC with, uh, yeah. I think it had skull graphics on it. 
Yeah. Yeah, because I made that drunk purchase. I think like everything I bought had skulls on it. (laughs) Sure did. Well, that's the closeout stuff. It was the closeout stuff. And I think I was 23, 22, 23. And I'm just like, yeah, skulls. All right. That's cool. I was kind of being (laughs) ironic about it, but it was still like stupid. It's hard to explain irony, though, when you can't speak. (laughs) (laughs) You're just riding by and somebody thinks, oh, my God. Somebody actually bought that helmet. Holy shit. But yeah, that was like the helmet I went down in. So like the side of it was scratched Mm up. And I was like, this helmet's not safe for me to to use. And I've had it for two years. (laughs) So I messaged him that I'm like, yeah, I I guess I have a helmet, but I wouldn't recommend using it. Like I went down in a crash, never got back to me about it, shows up with his dad uh, the next morning and like the dad's playing hardball at that point. Like he's like, yeah, so I know you said you'd, you'd give it to him for 1200. I'm like, yep. And he's like, well, I've got a thousand. I'm like, well, and at that point I'm like, you rented a trailer. You came all the way out here. Like I'm not going to back off. Like, yeah, 200 bucks, man. There's no way you didn't like bring an extra 200 bucks for this. And, and so he's like talking trying to talk me down. I'm like, no, like 1200. Like, cause there's not for me. I'm just like, fine. I just won't sell it. Like, like you guys can go home. And he like looked into my garage and saw the helmet. And I think that's when he remembered talking. Billy was like talking to me about the helmet. He's like, oh yeah. And uh, Billy said though, that if you sold the bike, you, you would throw in the helmet. And I like look at the helmet, I look at him and I'm like, you could buy, I didn't say this, but I was like, he could have bought a way better helmet for 200 bucks. <laughs> then try and, you know, like feel like he's doing the art of the deal to get my bike. <laughs> so he ended up, he's like, fine, 1200 for the bike. And I threw in the helmet and, you know, I, I kind of was attached to that bike, so I emailed Billy after the fact. I was like, so you enjoying the bike? Like, how's it going? He's like, yeah, it's nice, but it doesn't really keep up with my friend's bike, so I think I'm going to sell it. And that was like two months after I sold it to him. I was like, fuck you, Billy. I was like, I'll buy it back. And I was like, I'll get... I think I just said like, well, you know, because I was really missing it at that point. I was like, you know what? Like, if you don't like it, I will buy it back from you. Because you didn't have your CBR. At I that point, didn't right? have another bike for a year after I sold that. Yeah, I was bikeless. I made the mistake of selling that bike with the hopes that I was going to immediately be able to use that money to buy like a nicer one. I think I really wanted like a ZX6R at the time. And he's like, no, I think I'm just going to like, I'm going to sell it. <laughs> I think he said like, yeah, I'm not too into it. I'm going to sell it for a bigger bike. I was like, well, I'll buy it from you. He's like, will you buy it back for the same price? Smiley face. I was like, fuck you, Billy. You and your dad. <laughs> I think I sent him back a message like, I'll buy it back for 800 <laughs> And then like nice. never yeah. heard back from him. So, But I missed that bike because that was like the bike that I put a bunch of work into. And, you know, your first bike, you'll always remember your first bike. Yeah, that's true. You'll remember your second. And your well, third. I'm only unless you're yeah, I'm you're on only my on second, second bike right now. I've got eyes on a plenty of other bikes, but yeah. I had a really good experience with buying the FC one. Yeah, how did that work out for you? Uh some of the email strains. Uh, I've been wanting to get a different bike for a while and still really wanted the VFR, but VFRs hold their value. It's just to a stupid level. 
and uh, kept emailing people with VFRs, and they wouldn't come down, or it was just like one of those bikes that was going to need a lot of work once you got it. And uh, so I started looking at things like the VFR, comfortable, upright, fairly big motor. And I was like, oh, check out the VF FZ1. Uh, I find this one, email the guy, and I just, um, I'm not sure what he wanted. I think he wanted 2400 and in my first email, I, I lowballed him. <laughs> And I said, if it's too low, kindly ignore this email. You know, it was a, it sounds like a shitty email, but uh, it was really well put together. You know, I said, thanks, my name, here's my number. And again, kindly ignore this email. He did respond and um, it was on. So I said, I really want to see it. I, can, I tried to confirm again that he would go for mm -hmm. my low ball. And he just wouldn't address it in the email. And we did set up a time. So, you know, drove out there. And super nice guy. He had the bike waiting. Clean as hell, just like in the pictures. He had, And then just like in his listing, he really did have the, another FC1 in the garage with lower miles. That's why he was selling Same this year? one. Or... Same year. And it was just lower miles. And that might have been a turnoff for some people, but he just like had money and he liked what he liked. So he bought another <laughs> FC1 and wanted to get rid of this one. And um, uh, we're talking. The bike starts right up. Got a super good uh, intuitive feeling about him. And I just said, all right. I, I brought the 19 and he said, well, I really wanted uh, 24. And I'm like, well, I brought 19. Ooh, playing the art of the deal. And he's kind of like made this little frowny face and then uh, said, okay, and we shook hands and, you know, yeah. rode home. And uh, you could tell that he really liked the bike and was super honest and, and took care of it. And he emailed me the next day, sort of like with, you did with Billy, and uh, he said, how was the ride home? And I said, it was great. The bike runs great. He said, take care of it. It should last you to 200,000 miles. <laughs> See, you know? yeah, that's, those are the people you want to deal with, you know. And sometimes when you're you're looking for bikes, it's just like things click into, into place. Like, that's what happened with my F4i. And it's like, oh, this must be meant to be. Because after months of dealing with shitty people... And like their terrible responses and Craigslist posts and stuff. It was like, oh, this guy with an F4I lives in South Bay. And he originally, I think, listed the bike for 3800 or something like that. And, and then he had lowered it to 3200 And I was like, whoa, that's, that's like way better price than most of the other F4Is on the... Uh, on the Craigslist. So I like messaged him. He, he said like the next day was available. So I went down there just like super nice guy. Bike had been garaged its whole life. Like you could tell he had taken care of it, like cared about it. Still had the manual, the original manual for it, the original mm -hmm. seat. Cause he had switched out the seat on it. And he was just like, Oh, you know, um, like I love this bike and I've had it for a few years, but 
you know, I hurt my back and I just want to see it go to a good home. And I was like, yeah, well, you've got it listed kind of low or lower than like most other people. He's like, well, you know, I I went on Craig's or not Craigslist. I went on uh, Kelly Blue Book and he checked like motorcycle Blue Book. And he's like, that's just what the price was. And if it finds a good home, then I'm fine with that. And I was like, oh, man, like sweet. <laughs> uh, so I handed I didn't even like do i didn't even be like oh i'll give you three thousand i was just like here it is take it take my money like i was already i think i had scared him a little because he's like oh why don't you take it for a ride before you know you settle on buying it because i think i was going to hand over the money without even like riding it oh yeah i was kind (laughs) of nervous and hadn't ridden in a year in different bikes so like i go to take the bike around the corner and like as I'm leaving from the parking spot, like uh, I almost dropped it. <laughs> oh God! And the guy looks at me. He's like, y- "You have ridden before, right?" I was like, oh, "Yeah, yeah, 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 yeah. I got this. I just uh, not used to it. Not used to it." And you know, took it around for a spin, but that worked out great. Like that was a smooth. The guy was super nice. He actually invited me up into his apartment um, to get the original seat from him. Cause he had like an aftermarket seat on it that I was like, yeah, it's nice, but I kind of want like all the stock stuff if you have it. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny that you said that because that is exactly what I did. I bought it without even riding <laughs> it, but honestly, uh, I got such a good impression from the guy. The bike was mm-hmm. so clean. It had never been dropped or dented you know, you'd be able to see if something was wrong. It's still not a good idea to do right. what I did, but I did it and it was awesome. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that FC one you have is clean. It's a 2001, isn't it? It's a late model 2001. Huh. So on insurance and registration, it says 2002 uh. on the, the side of the bike. The sticker says 12, Oh, one. Uh, okay. Yeah, it's clean. It's super clean. Uh, it was a lot cleaner when I bought it, <laughs> but you know you can't beat can't beat the no the rust. no. Uh, what was the stuff that you sprayed on it? ACF fifty. And I was gonna do a, a review of that, but um, I didn't take any pictures, and uh, it- well. I guess I could just I could just take a picture of all the things. That yeah. Are so. Yeah. So you working. on Treasure Island, it's really salty. <laughs> Is that like mostly it? Like oh, yeah. the bike has to stay outside, and it's like so mm-hmm. close to the ocean. Yep. It's just you can even see on the like uh, lamp posts where the wind, which way the wind blows, because it's all rusty Whoa. on the lamp post. So there's, there's but no is it, stopping it. Is it it's working? Oh, it's not. Nope. Oh, that's fucked. Nope. Yeah. Huh. I think it would work under normal circumstances, like if you didn't live literally in yeah. the salt. But and uh, you cover it every night, yeah. right? Yep, cover it. I think you'd need. You just need to have it inside. And I'm I, sure. I just can't. I'm sure Des and and Sammy would be cool with you rolling it in the kitchen, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I always want wanted a place where I could like have my bike or a bike on display, you know, like 
<laughs> right into the kitchen or the some or something like that. It's like a work of art. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, it'd be really, really great. Um, it's too bad that the um, the door to the shed is facing the house and it not facing the street. Otherwise, I could just. I think the bike would fit snugly in the shed, but. You know, I can't make that 90-degree no. turn. Can you just... Even if I was Superman and pick up the bike, there's, there's not enough room. Can you room. just knock a door into the other side? Just, like, cut a cut it out on the backside. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was thinking about that. Get mm-hmm. a sawzall. Mm-hmm. Cut it open. And then I'm in the oh, same problem no. because I just... <laughs> you know. Uh, well, that's disappointing about that stuff not working, then. Yeah, I had a really good feeling. Yeah, because yeah, when I first when you first showed me the FC when we met up, I was like, oh god, oh god, Nord, like you just bought this and it's leaking. Yeah, it's <laughs> leaking everywhere. <laughs> I'm like, no, 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 I, I spray this stuff okay. everywhere. And actually, um, I just had the tires put on, and the tire guy was like, <laughs> he's like, you know, your forks are leaking, right? I'm like, no, 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 that's. Uh, ACF 50. It's an anti-corrosive. And he's like not listening to me. And uh, as he's doing the other tire. Later he's like, are you sure? What's that stuff you said? This looks like it's really leaking. I'm like, no, it's the spray. It's an anti-corrosive ACF 50. He's like, alright, Will. It really <laughs> looks... I'm like, I know. That's because I sprayed it directly on the forks. It's an oil. Well, I think that's what threw me off the most, too, was that I saw it and it's got kind of that brown tinge to it and it, but it was like up underneath your fairing and on like the triple clamp and stuff. And it just like in my brain, I was like, I, his motorcycle must be exploding. Like there's no way. Yeah. It looked like (laughs) there's no way. How did he even make it here? Uh, Like it must be bone dry. (laughs) And the, the thing is, it's purple in the bottle, and then when you spray it on, uh, once it heats up, it turns amber. So against the silver, it looks like you've just oil is leaking from every, like it's a your motorcycle has skin or something, and it's sweating <laughs> out oil. Which is probably the most terrifying thing to see if you own a motorcycle and you don't know what that is or where it's coming from. Like, mm-hmm. oh God, like my motorcycle is pissing itself. It's... Couple that with the fact that it has a really sensitive oil level light. Like if it's cold or one centimeter below, uh, the oil light comes on. So I, I had a heart attack early in ownership because I had just done an oil change and I I didn't want to put too much because yeah, that's, that's bad. Right? That can be worse Blood in some cases. Yeah. yeah, it is worse. Plug and fit, and I'm looking at the level. I'm within the two lines, and the light comes on. What the fuck is that? Ah, screw it. Riding, and then the light comes on again, and I pull over, and of course, the ACF 50 has turned amber. I'm like, oh my <laughs> it's <God."> everywhere. <laughs> but it's fine. The bike is. 72,000 nice. miles now? Is that right? Is that, that sounds like a lot uh, of miles. Well, my bike's got 50. 
I've still got a ways to go to catch you. But that's, you know, in all honesty, though, that's that's a lot of miles when you think like, oh, motorcycle. But it's not actually like if, if the motorcycle is taken right. care of. The only reason most motorcycles don't make it that far is because people wreck them. Because, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah, like if you see a bike on Craigslist that has more than 15,000 miles, most people are like, oh, it's high mileage. You got more than 20,000 20, yep. on there? Yeah, that's high mileage. It's worn out. It's no good anymore. <laughs> yeah, the, one of the texts at my work was like, it's like, Lord, you really changed my mind. I, I didn't know you could bike plus that long. It's like, dude, you're a, a career technician. Don't you know that like stuff doesn't wear out if you just like maintain it? What are you talking about? Uh, is that the guy with the Ducati? Uh, yeah. Well, he might be right about the, those old Italian bikes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think, what do he have, like a 1098, though? Yeah, I don't know. I mm-hmm. think they have, their service intervals are like around 8,000 or 10,000 miles. But still, like if you're, if you, I don't know, especially with like a Honda or a Japanese bike or whatever, if you just change the oil and like take care of it, <laughs> it'll run way over 100,000 miles. Yeah. Oil. Take care of the valves. I mean, just learn to do your valves. Do the valve. It's unfortunately with the uh, Yamaha, it's not going to be as easy as with my Honda because the Yamaha, you have Mm. to shim. I mean, that's still easy, but you have to buy the shims. The Honda, it was just like you open it up, check it, and then it has adjusters that you just hmm. adjust and so if you buy the shims are they expensive uh not really expensive let's see if it, and um, let's see i haven't even looked because the other thing is the service interval for the valves is 27 mm. i think and then sometimes you know you open it up and it's like it doesn't doesn't need doesn't need it uh let's see. Yeah, 27,000 mile interval. Uh, I can't find a price, but they're just round, circular pieces yeah. of metal, you know. I remember reading in Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance, a guy uses a uh, piece of, he cut out like a Pepsi can or a beer can or something and yep, used that I as know a shim. That part. Actually, you gave me that book. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Pretty good one. Uh, so how do you like those tires you got? You know, got to do, do a real yeah. ride out there. They look cool, but, I mean, new tires <laughs> always look cool, even if they're super cheap, you know. And uh, it's always pretty shocking to see just how worn out um, the old tires were. I, mean, I, go, I go probably dangerously oh, you just, long. You're going with race slicks, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the only reason the tires have tread is to slick water, <laughs> so hey, it was dry season. Because uh, what'd you get? The Shinko, what were they? Shinko Raven. Raven. I wish 
Uh, Harry Potter reference. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're cool looking. Um, got great reviews, and honestly, I think that for my use, which is commuting and mild spirited mm -hmm. enjoyment, they're going to be great. Like, I would never get the benefit from a high end tire. Yeah, these look nice, and all the reviews say they're they're pretty solid. So that sounds perfect for like commuting, and then you know on the the 20 or 30% chance that you go on like a spirited ride. They seem like it'd be great for that. Yeah. yeah. You have to do like a long-term review, see how they, they hold up. Yeah. People say they're, you know, 10,000 mile. That's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. That, miles. And especially on, well, if it's a bigger bike, I think, what does your bike make? Like a hundred and, uh, it says, let's see, 73 foot pounds of torque and 125 horsepower. Yeah. Yeah, that's about uh, right. The only the tires I remember, do you remember the Tomahawk tires? The retread? Yeah. You didn't buy those though, right? That, that was, was Joe. Joe. I can't believe he did that. I just. And then. Uh, when he was putting them on, he like damaged the uh, the bit by the sidewall. Oh, I didn't know that. That snaps yeah. into the rim. Yeah, he cut cut that up real bad. Oh no! And it, it was just like, oh shit, man. Because normal tires, like you can be pretty rough with them. That shouldn't happen. <laughs> but they they kind of fell apart. Well, they're retreads. <laughs> it's like. They were bald tires yeah. that they put more rubber on, and they were probably like the carcass yeah. is probably worn out at that point. Oh god! And I remember too. He, um, I went with him to. Why did he take his bike in? So he had the SV one thousand. I don't know if he had the Tomahawk tires on at that point, but he put one of them on backwards. So the mechanic was like oh, looking shit. at it and he's like, you know, the arrow is supposed to go the other direction, right? Like it's the motion of the wheels with the direction the arrow is supposed to go. He's like, I, how did you, <laughs> I was like, how did you fuck this up so bad? And he put like car tire stems, I think on them at one point. And that. Uh, so they were long. super long. And the, and the mechanic, yep. and I was like, yeah, this makes sense. The mechanic's like, you know, when your wheel's spinning really fast, these can, like, bend and break, and then you'll just have explosive decompression. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, okay. I don't, I don't understand why he tried to cut, like, every corner on his bike. Like, he had the money. Yeah, when you got the money, don't... I mean, there are cheap ways to do things, but generally you don't want to do something unsafe, you know, like, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, we've hit the uh, 50 minute mark, so we could probably. Yeah, I think you'll probably have to do some slight editing, yeah. which, you know, fade it out and then chop it up. But that's definitely a good, like, pre preliminary episode slash teaser or whatever. Think, what do they call them? Betas? Beta? Mm -hmm. Yeah, good start. Mm -hmm. uh, and there's so many other stories too that we could talk about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, we, we could... I mean, that's the first thing that I thought of, but yeah, we could launch a 
definitely spend 10, 20 minutes just talking about lane splitting alone. And then I would like to do a, a video on that. Well, if you have the footage, I bet you could upload it to yeah. Yeah, Google I mean, Drive. No, man, I lost the footage, but um, when I was, cause, well, I didn't lose it, I deleted it. <laughs> it just disappeared. It's um, <laughs> riding home last Sunday or Saturday or something. And it's the kind of thing that really... I saw this one video once. The guy's riding along and a fucking car tire is flying through the air and knocks him on the head and that's it. You know, uh, that's not the tr- it's not on the track, was it? No, it was uh, a okay, commuting okay. video. Um, so anyway, I'm, I'm, ever since then, I'm like, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to be that guy. I'll be able to dodge out of the way or whatever from an obstacle. But commuting home, when I look to my left for whatever reason, and then when I look back straight ahead, there are what looks like pieces of wood or very thick shingle flying towards me, and I'm doing like, you know, 65 miles an hour. And one whacks me. And you know when you first get hit by something, you don't, you can't really think um, about what it was or really if it even hurt. Like you need to catch up. Your your mind is, your consciousness is the last to know if oh, something yeah. hurt. Right? You can touch fire. You'll draw your hand back and yep. then go, ow. Like your body's already, so uh, uh, there's more flying and I like weave out of the way and I tuck in behind a car. It only lasts a moment. I'm just thinking, oh, fuck. Like, what the fuck was all that? Like, that could have been terrible. And I pull over, look at my bike, and nothing's scratched. And it was just hard. Oh, God. But it was, it was like, it looked like an action. Like, you drive it through all this. (laughs) It just suddenly in your mind, it turns into, like, the Matrix. Well, yeah, I mean, that's one of my greatest fears is that there's going to be a mattress in the middle of the road and I'm just going to, like... Yep. Uh, I mean, you'll just have to do a clutch-up wheelie. And well, I mean, I wheelie over. most of the time anyway, so it's not, like... Yeah, but I think I found that video you were talking about and that guy's dead. That guy's totally dead. Oh, yeah. Your neck can't... That, that sucks. It, I, it looks like it came from the other side of the freeway. Oh God! Yep. I mean, it's like a struck by lightning yeah, like, kind of thing. You get hit like that, it's your time. Like, <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, that is so terrible because like the bike just stays upright too and rides like. Yep. I think I think the only thing you could do is if you saw something heavy like that coming at you, if you were able to think that fast, just press your head against the bike, you know, go as flat as you could, or just like jump off the bike or I don't know. But if something like that hits your head, it's going to snap your neck. That's it. It happens so fast too. Like it comes out of nowhere. You, if you expect something to happen you usually expect it not coming from the other side of the freeway and he just gets real. Like it almost like somebody specifically sent it. Right into it. I know. Ugh, it's God, brutal. I sick to my stomach. That sucks. I mean, I've seen a lot of unsecured loads, and uh, there's nothing you could do. Like, even if you are online with a 
emergency services or what are they, you know what are they gonna do like oh unsecured load okay like maybe we'll send our crews uh, yeah there's just some like it's already dangerous to <laughs> some of the stuff that we do but then there's things that are just like so out of your hands that can happen uh, yeah just gotta enjoy what little time yeah, you have to ride true that Boom. That's the end of the, the recording right there. Just got to enjoy what little time you have. That's like the, the send out of the, you know, just got to yeah, enjoy definitely. the time. Boom. Tired of the face. Thanks for listening to Moto Riding episode negative whatever because it's a beta. I don't know what the heck I'm going to name this yet, but uh, thanks for listening. If you want to find any of the links uh, to stories that we talked about, like you want to see that video, that terrible video of the tire hitting a guy in the face, well, you can go to motoride.in. And there I will post not only this the audio for the podcast, but also uh, links to the things that we talked about in the story So, or in the podcast. So, yeah, if you want to see that video or some of the other stuff that we talked about, uh, check it out there. Uh, see you all next week. Ride safe. <laughs>